Hello and welcome. This is Dr. Catherine Athens coming to you again to spend some time with you. Today's subject will be the chakras. And I think all of us have heard the term chakra. These are energy centers. And so we're going to spend a little time today talking about the importance of the chakras, of them spinning correctly, because they spin either clockwise or counterclockwise, and of the chakras, which there are seven major ones, and there are lots of minor ones uh, being completely in balance with all the other energy centers. Now, these aren't energy centers of a physical nature. Part of the misunderstanding or mystery of the chakra comes from people not understanding that the body is made up of layers. We are layers and layers of magnetic fields. Now, we have some major bodies that are not the physical body, and we have a physical body that is major layers of magnetical magnetic fields. And then we have the second physical body, which is actually a duplicate that is a finer energy body. Now, people will call that different names. Uh, they'll call it the etheric body or the etheric double. And then on top of that, we have cosmic bodies of energy that are even finer levels of energy. So if you think about a person as kind of a wonderful birthday gift, that when you open, there are layers and layers of different colored paper and maybe even different little gifts in there till you get to the final uh, layer, which is the big prize. The big prize is the human and the human body. So I want to tell you that the chakras exist in the etheric double and in the cosmic bodies and are often difficult to see. As a matter of fact, most people can't see and don't see the chakras. Years ago, uh, Annie Besant, who was a friend of Charles Ledbetter, started what is called the Theosophical Society. Annie Besant was a psychic artist, and she could see the chakras, and she could see thought forms. Did you know that thoughts have color and form, they have a design, and that good thoughts have pretty designs, and thoughts such as envy, jealousy, and hatred are kind of a, a muddy colored strident design. Now this makes sense, but it's actually so, it's actually true. When I was studying I studied with a woman named Rosalind Briere, who started a center for consciousness 
and she was originally an electrical engineer. And then her guidance talked to her about she had to become this spiritual healer and guru. Well, she was blessed with the ability to see chakras and auras and colors around people, thought forms. But she was one of the few people with whom I've worked who can do that all the time. Now, if you're really interested in seeing chakras, start with looking at the aura, which you can do if you are with a friend in a dark room and you have an empty wall and the person stands against the wall, which is usually white or tan, and then just thinks of themselves as larger and breathes. And you can stand about 10 feet in front of them. And you can soft focus your eyes, which is looking out of the outside of your eyes and let it soft focus. What will probably happen is you'll probably start to see the air. The air molecules are very interesting because air is, you can actually see the air moving around. If the air were a different color, it would be these wild streaks of pink or wonderful blobs of blue as it's going through. And our colors as we inhale and exhale would be fascinating. So for us, for clarity's sake, the air is clear. However, with the lights dimmed, with a soft focus, with a relaxation, you'll probably start to see the air. And then you look on the outside of the person's body and you start to see an energy formation. Usually it's kind of yellow. It could, pardon me, be kind of gold. And you'll see it moving. And you relax your eyes more, breathe slowly and deeply, and then just let the colors come to you. Sometimes it takes a lot of practice. Sometimes people do it first shot out of the box. Okay, so then how do you see chakras and what's the importance of seeing them? I never really thought it was that important for me because I could feel them. And with your hand, you can actually feel them if you stand about two and a half to three feet away from the person. You can start to feel them with your hands if you're a sensitive person. So because I like to feel things, it didn't really matter to me. But chakras have different colors. So we're going to not start with the chakras in the feet because the truth is chakras are energy centers. They're centers that take energy up into the body. Different chakras are associated with different organs. So if the chakra is injured, then the organ may not be getting enough energy from the atmosphere. So keep this in mind, that chakras have to be working well on the etheric double for the physical body 
to be working well as well. So we're not going to start with the knees, although there are two major chakras in the knees, energy centers. And I invite you to take a friend, sit in front of your friend, and put your palms right on your friend's knees and see what you feel. You could feel all kinds of things. Sometimes you feel no energy. Sometimes you feel a lot of energy. Sometimes it's smooth. Sometimes it's rough. Sometimes it's strident. Sometimes it's powerful. So you can lift your hands off the knees and still feel the energy even a foot away. So it's very important to be willing to play with this. Don't be so serious because when we're serious, we don't soft focus and relax. We hard focus and then we don't get to see energy. We get to see sort of matter, if you will. We get to see more the three-dimensional world and not the four, five, or six-dimensional world. So understanding that you are a multidimensional being always, that as we take ourselves with ourselves, we are taking all those dimensions with us all the time. And understand that you have the capacity within you to see these things, to feel these things, to know chakras, you have that capacity already. It's just about retraining yourself because we've all been trained from early on, oh, you're only dreaming, or oh, you have an overactive imagination, or oh, you didn't see that because that's not real. So we've had all this training from the time we're very young to block out this input that is real, that wasn't just your imagination, that are energies. So it's a matter of you being patient with yourself, being willing to experience something beyond what you were taught to experience, and being willing to suspend those rules of what's real and not real and allow yourself a person to person, a person to chakra experience so that you can actually begin to form your own identity of what's real. As we know from the nuclear physicists, that matter and energy are very similar, and that energy turns into matter, and matter turns into energy, and there are different kinds of energies, and there's different kinds of matter. So the scientists who are very hard-focused, who were three-dimensional, suddenly had to change their whole idea of reality. When Heisenberg said, wait a minute, we affect the electrons. Think about it. Electron is a little tiny thing, but we humans affect the position of an electron in a molecule just by being present. This is a powerful thing to think about, and I would invite all of you to include it in your meditation or 
your thoughts for the day. Because also, we can tell the speed of electrons and the speed of atoms, but we may not be able to tell the place where it is. So even that and our thinking has an effect on matter. So when someone says that's not real, you could say, could be. We don't know. The truth is we don't know. We have mystics for thousands of years that have been telling us the truth. But we in our society need science to have a machine that can measure it. And then we go, oh, I guess that is real. So you take your pick. But I will tell you that the measure is within you and your decision. So part of the practice of looking at the aura is to get used to being present and soft focusing. Some teachers will tell you to close your eyes and position your attention on what's called your third eye. And there's a chakra there. And it has to do with your pineal gland. And the pineal gland is a gland of psychic ability of seeing. Seeing with the other sight. So I always like to keep my eyes open. I don't know if it was because I had two older brothers that were playing pranks on me all the time. And I had to be aware so I wouldn't get slugged or whatever. But you can keep your eyes closed if it's more comfortable. So we start started, I'll just talk a little bit about this chakra, this energy center that's in the middle of the forehead between the eyebrows. And I would invite you to put your finger, I just am putting my index finger on it, and I'm turning it clockwise and turn it counterclockwise. And then just leave it there and see if you feel anything. See what's going on. Sometimes there's a little bump there. And I have a story about my daughter. I have to tell you. Uh, I think I may have told you, but we were in the post office. And my daughter is very, very psychic and very gifted and knowing and a dreamer and has great intelligence, great imagination And there was a woman there that was very irritating, extremely irritating. And she was irritating everyone in the post office. And it was at holiday time. So it was packed in there. And my daughter was not even two years old. And she looked at me. And then she looked at the woman. And she she not made her head go down. And out of her third eye, she started to send some really bad energy because she was going to Make that woman powder. I said, honey, put my hand over her third eye. I said, on earth, we don't do that. She kind of went, oh, okay, oh, all right. So she knew about that. I didn't tell her it didn't exist. It exists. These things exist. So chakras are energy centers that are associated with a part of the body or organ systems. The seven that we talk about are the seven rays 
of the rainbow, very similar with the eighth one, which I call the Buddhic chakra, which is about if you raise your arm over your head at the tip of your fingers, that is the eighth chakra. And that is the beginning of what's called your over-self or your God-self. So just to let you know. So generally we think of energy coming down from the heavens through our buddhic chakra, down through our crown chakra on the top of the head, running down all the way down through our tailbone. Sometimes the energy, we, we can bring it up from Mother Earth by imagining a grounding rod attached to our tailbone and bringing it up through our spine all the way up through the top of our head. So we can do both. The chakras are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. Now there's there's some different questions about the crown chakra, whether it's more violet or white. And the buddhic chakra I always see as gold, the gold of the great love of the great God, which shimmers because that shimmering chakra brings special knowledge of the universe to you through your chakras where your brain is receiving the input and then the brain in the heart is receiving and the brain in your gut is receiving. So at your tailbone is the red chakra. And we want that chakra to be spinning if you're a lady, woman, counterclockwise, if you're a man, clockwise, and we want it to be vibrant, almost like it's pulsating, because that chakra, that red, brings life force from the earth up into this body. And remember that this physical body is made from all the elements, not only in the universe, but of the earth. That's where ashes and ashes, ashes to ashes, dust to dust came from. That we come from the earth, we go back with our physical body to the earth. So that red chakra needs to be balanced, needs to be enhanced. And if you think of the color red, I think of, I saw a car, it was a Mazda SUV and it was painted candy apple red. That's what we used to say, you know, in the old days, you wanted your sports car to be painted candy apple red. Well, I like that as a color to imagine and to send that color through your thoughts to the bottom chakra at your tailbone. So take a moment now, and we're just going to send that color and you can take a deep breath with me. Inhale and exhale and send that color. Just feel that color. Feel the vibration. That red moving, energizing. Not only your tailbone, it's actually even coming up into your sacrum. 
quite something. And so you at any time, if you take a few minutes out of your day, five minutes, can do this chakra meditation. It's not long. It's not hard. And you'll feel like a different person. Sitting here talking to you now, I feel, wow, I'd like to get up and dance. I feel energized. Okay, the next chakra, which is down in the hara, down here, is the orange. It's orange. Now, this center is a power center. This is the center that the warriors in ancient times worshipped, that they could take this power of orange and slay their enemies. This is also a color of great rage, indignation, and anger. These are good feelings to have when it leads you to action, but not good feelings when you want to bury them because it messes up your intestines and your whole system, your liver, kidneys. So the orange, bright orange. Now I like bright orange that's a little bit darker than orange sherbet, okay? So it's a little bit lighter than red, but a little bit darker than that. And that orange, if you send orange to your hara, to the middle of your belly, feel the energy there. There's a lot of room there for a lot of energy. And there's a storage place there for action energy. So we ask that the orange also circulate counterclockwise for women, clockwise for men, come in and out like a kaleidoscope. And we ask that the second chakra be completely balanced with the first one. So I ask that my second chakra be in complete and total alignment with my first chakra red, orange. Then we come up to our solar plexus, which we all know our diaphragm is there, and we have trouble breathing. Third chakra has a lot to do with our inner child, with our decision about what power means, and it also has to do with our inner organs. It's a pale yellow. It's a beautiful yellow. Some people get stuck in these first three chakras. They're not balanced or in alignment. But they use their power from their diaphragm to control others. Now, either your third chakra will be in complete and total alignment with your second chakra, orange, 
which is in complete and total alignment with your first chakra red. So you have red, orange, yellow in complete and total alignment. And your third chakra will allow the inner child in you expression. Or if you have issues, childhood issues, it may turn and twist and it may want control instead of harmony. So this is a very important chakra to work on and to say, I'm willing to release all control to the universe. Maybe put your left hand on your solar plexus and just feel that pale yellow, that wonderful yellow. It's like being out in the sun. And say, I'm willing to release all power to the universe. And I am willing to receive all great joy, harmony, and fun. And what do you sense? Immediately, a sense of peace. The truth is we don't really control anything. And the truth is we don't know where we are. So we might as well release it and be inspired and loved by the universe. When we come up to our fourth chakra, which is green, and it's green and pink, you notice that on the earth there is a lot of green and there's a lot of blue. Green is the color of healing, the color of new beginning, and it's also the color of our money. And there's a reason for that because green is a means of loving exchange. Money is supposed to be loving exchange, not hoarded, not used to control, but used to send out and receive back and receive and send out as a means of flow, energy flow between us and the universe. The pink that's in the heart is about love. And we've spoken in previous programs about sending out love and how I like to see people wrapped in pink cotton candy with pink cotton candy coming out of their mouths. That sweet, sweet talk comes from them, comes to them, and suddenly they are filled with this love of the pink. And you know, when you go to a place where there's pink and that green, it's almost a Kelly green, grass green, it's so beautiful, that there's a sense of being happy, of lighthearted. The Martha Stewart suite at the Bellagio Hotel in Las Vegas is pink, green, and white. I know that because I got to stay in it a few times. I sweet-talked the desk man, it was the summer, into giving me that suite for the same price as a regular room. Oh my goodness. In the suite, 
I felt lighthearted. And if you've ever noticed Martha Stewart, when she's teaching you to cook, she's very lighthearted and cracks some jokes. So I would recommend that you fill your heart with pink, you emphasize the green, and then send it to the heart of another. Maybe you're watching TV and somebody is sad or something has happened. Use that time to take and put your right hand on your heart and then actually with your right hand, send out that love to another and feel what that feels like. It feels like an energy stream from you to the other and the other will receive it and benefit. And sometimes the other will receive it enough where they'll send it back to you. So the fourth chakra, which is a difficult chakra for people, because it's not a chakra like the third one of power or the second one of anger or the first one of earth. It's a chakra of love, and it's the first transpersonal chakra. Now, I teach a class, and I've taught it on Valentine's Day a few times, where we do a heart meditation, and we go into the heart and we open the different portals that are in the heart to go to different dimensions, and that the students will go to a dimension that they like or favors them and experience what they experience there. It's a wonderful thing to do. The heart is not to be feared. The heart will tell you the truth always. The heart will give everything it can to you without ever wanting anything back. The heart is not a deal maker. It is a giver. And it is vital if you're a student of metaphysics to be very familiar with your heart and comfortable with being inside your heart. Very, very important. Now, as we come from the green and the pink and the heart, we go to the throat. And as women, most women have throat and neck issues. Have you ever wondered why? Well, I was of the generation where we women weren't supposed to talk. We weren't supposed to have an opinion. We were supposed to say yes, yes to whatever the men were doing. Yes, yes. Oh, that's good. I learned how to say that very well. Wow, that's great. If you ever watch old movies, which I do, I would advise you to take a look at Father Knows Best or some of those programs from the 50s, early 60s, and see the way the women were talked to act. So all the women had throat issues. Thyroid issues were huge for women in the 50s and 60s, and your thyroid gland is right here in your throat. But the thyroid gland come cooperates with the heart and manifestation. Your throat chakra, which is blue, 
is the chakra of manifestation, which means we are supposed to speak it and it is supposed to become three-dimensional. Think about that. At one point in time in our creation, we would speak it and make it so, just like Captain Picard. Make it so, but we've lost that ability. We've stuffed our throat full of nothing, so it doesn't quite work that way anymore. And so many of us have thyroid issues. So I would recommend, I like to put my left hand and three fingers right in the middle of my throat. And I would recommend you say to your throat chakra, which is blue, it is okay now, all clear, all clear. Now, what do we know from blue? We know that the blue is in the deep blue ocean. There are great secrets in the deep blue. We know the blue is the blue sky. We know that things are manifested magically out of the blue. So the blue chakra is in complete and total alignment with the green and pink chakra, the heart, which is in complete and total alignment with the yellow chakra, the solar plexus, which is in complete and total alignment with the orange chakra down in our hara, which is in complete and total alignment with the red chakra at our tailbone. Just saying this, changes the energy. Do you feel it? Take a moment and feel it. The blue of this chakra is so important. So important because words are made from the sounds of God. The alphabet in Aramaic and the alphabet in Hindi were actually different names of God. And when you say a different name of God, when you bring it through your vocal cords and it comes out of your mouth, it vibrates. That dimension of God and that dimension of God is available to you to manifest. We've lost that knowledge, but now we're getting it back, so... Yippee, we're getting it back. So please don't use words frivolously, nor damn anything with your words. It's very important to stop doing that. I have a student who's very advanced in some ways, who uses the GD all the time. Well, she's always getting hit with negative stuff. And I told her, you're creating a negative atmosphere in your body, in your chakras, by using those words. Because words are supposed to be blessings. And so by our words, we may bless us and others. 
And so that blue, because I can see the blue is really faded in most of us. It's supposed to be a very vibrant blue as we say what comes up from our heart. As we say the word L-O-V-E. How many of you have problems with saying that word? Oh, I can't say that. But you can say all kinds of other things which are horrible. Stop. Why do you stop? Because you cursed yourself by doing it. This isn't a goody two-shoes thing. This is about chakra health, about your health, about mental health, about emotional health. Use words that bless you. Use wonderful words. Have fun. Use your words in a song, in a jingle. Amuse yourself with fun, wonderful words. And you will see that your vibration, because that's probably another program we're going to talk about raising your vibration and what all that means, but not today. Okay, so now we come up to this amazing chakra in the middle of our forehead between our eyebrows and this chakra with the pineal and the pituitary is the chakra of seeing beyond, of seeing into different dimensions. It's the chakra of knowing hidden truth. And it's a very important chakra. So I know that David Wilcock, who talks a lot about this chakra, has an oil from some kind of animal that you take that's supposed to help open that chakra so you can see beyond. I took the oil. I don't think it did me any good. Luckily, it was in capsules because it tasted awful. So I don't recommend that you have to do that. I think if you're willing to use some very fine olive oil or other fine plant oils a little bit every day and energize. Put your, put your hand here. Energize the chakra. See this. It's kind of a, an amazing violet color almost to a dark blue, but it's a violet color. And see it circulating and energize and say, I am willing to know beyond. I'm willing to see beyond. You know, I used to be on Bonnie Colleen's radio show, seeing beyond every month. But I am willing to do that. That statement opens the way for your chakra to function properly, for your chakra to be this very violet, dark blue, incomplete and in total alignment with your throat chakra, the nice blue with your heart chakra, the green and pink, with your solar plexus chakra, the yellow, with your hara chakra, the orange, with your tailbone chakra, the red. Think about that. Suddenly you're in complete and total alignment. Don't you feel different? I feel different telling you this stuff. Okay, we go to the top of the head. And you know, all of us have seen the Buddha, 
right? The Buddha has a bump on the Buddha's head. Everybody's wondering, what's that bump? Did somebody beat the Buddha on the head? No, the bump is the developed crown chakra. It's a picture of the crown chakra that is developed to receive the information from the buddhic chakra, from the over-self of what's going on, and then to translate it down into the body. Now, when I was a little girl, I thought that that wasn't really a bump because I heard that the Buddha had snails crawling all over him. So I thought it was a bunch of snails who just got up there in his hair. I was wrong. Oh, well. So we have these chakras, this, which I call white. Some people do a kind of violet as well, which is in complete and total alignment with your brow chakra, which is that violet, complete and total alignment with your throat, the blue, complete and total alignment with the heart, the green, complete and total alignment with the solar plexus, yellow, complete and total alignment with the heart, orange, complete and total alignment with the red. Oh my gosh, we did it. Wow. So you are now in complete and total alignment. Raise your hand, wave at your over self and say, I'm ready to receive your amazing information. And you are ready now as you are all in complete and total alignment to receive the blessings of the universe. Thank you very much for being with me. Remember, if you can, to go to my webpage and donate for these podcasts. I appreciate your support. I always send you love. Bye-bye for now.